Hello, and welcome to the Physical Preparation Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Robertson, and I'll be joined on the line later today by Kim Shaper. Now, before we get into this week's show, I want to give you guys a little recap of the week that was. Man, first week back after kind of that two-week, I don't want to say it was a hiatus, but those two kind of awkward weeks with Christmas and New Year's really kind of threw things off. So inevitably, whenever that happens, you know, like the next week back, it's kind of like the week after a vacation is crazy hectic. And that's how last week was. I feel like all of my clients were in. So I had a ton of coaching sessions. I had meetings. I had calls. I had an ACL presentation that I gave over at our satellite location over at Sogility. Thursday, I recorded four podcasts, like back to back to back to back. So that was a crazy day. So just (laughs) a lot going on last week. Um, It was productive. Don't get me wrong. But I was also kind of relieved by the time I got into bed Friday night and just got to exhale, chill a little bit. It was very, very nice. So got through last week. The weekend was a lot of fun. Got a quick training session in Saturday morning. Cade started basketball. So he played kind of basketball last year. It was like a like a weekly camp, but I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't the most organized thing, and the guy was a great coach, and you could tell he would be great with older kids, but struggled a little bit with Cade's age group. So this is what I would consider his first year of basketball and did all right for his first day. You know, I'm trying to step back as far as coaching. Kendall seems to enjoy my coaching more than he does, or at least uh, how he responded to me in soccer. So I'm just trying something different, you know, let this guy kind of do his own thing. Seemed to enjoy it, seemed to run around, have some fun. They played a little game at the end. So Definitely a good experience for him first day. We'll see how it goes. He's, I think he's got eight weeks of this. So all in all, good first session. Uh, Saturday night, Jess and I went to a belated holiday party. One of my best friends since I was like 10 years old. Ever since he kind of graduated and got in the working world, he's done a holiday pretty much every or a holiday party pretty much every year. Just got delayed a little bit this year because they were renovating their kitchen. So. Really good time. The guy that was the best man at my wedding came down from Fort Wayne, Wes. So Jess and I and him and his wife all got to go out. We went to dinner Saturday night. Really nice. Went to Bo's house. Had an amazing night there. Got to hang out, see a lot of friends, just catch up. But (laughs) one thing that definitely gave me this stark realization that we're getting older. You know, when you're in college, it's like, oh, man, you bring in a case. and Oh, yeah, you know, somebody's bringing a case of beer. You know, the thing I think we were most excited about was one of our friends is doing like the dry January thing and he brought a case of San Pellegrino in multiple flavors and we were like geeking out on that. So things have definitely changed a little bit in the last five to 10 years. But again, just a great night. Enjoyed seeing all those people catching up. Really, really fun. And then Sunday, pretty low key, took the kiddos to this local like trampoline park called Defy. So just ran them around. It had been raining all weekend. So it got them out, got them to exercise a little bit. Yeah, that was basically our weekend. Here we are, you know, Monday as I'm recording this intro and right back in the mix of things. So with that being said, a couple things I want to call your attention to. Obviously, we're good for 50 more episodes. So we're going to hit 250 at some point this year, the Physical Prep Podcast. So Appreciate you listening in. If there's any episodes that really are ringing true with you or that you're really jiving with, please, anything you can do to help support that would be great, whether it's sharing an episode, whether it's going on to iTunes and either giving it a ranking or giving it a review, anything like that would be 
hugely, hugely helpful. And you might have noticed, but I'm also kind of diversifying the content here lately. So quite frankly, not as much writing. Uh, I enjoy writing, but I'm not sure people enjoy reading as much anymore, especially our younger audience. So with that being said, what I'm tending to do more, obviously I've got the podcast, Bill and I have the IFAST podcast where, you know, we're going to hit on some, you know, I don't want to say not hard hitting topics, but we're going to hit on some similar topics, but you know, about 80 to 90% of the time you're going to get Bill and I talking about training or talking about business. So that's been a lot of fun. Just recorded a new episode today. That's just 30 minutes talking about exercise selection and our evolution as to how we choose exercises. So if you haven't checked the IFAST podcast out, definitely do that. And then last but not least, something that I've really been putting more time and energy into our videos. And I think of this as like the adolescence of my video production. So I've been shooting videos since 2008, 2009, I think are some of my earliest videos on the YouTubes. So I've done everything from higher end production to lower end production. I'm kind of in between right now. I'm doing some stuff with a local kid who's helping me shoot some videos and I'm doing some stuff on my own. So definitely just trying to pump more stuff out. Uh, I'm going to meet with my guy Paul here in a couple weeks and see if we can get him back in the mix because Paul does such amazing work. It's just more of a logistics and proximity thing since he lives in Louisville. We live in Indianapolis. I mean, it's a full day ordeal. By the time he drives up here, he sets up, we shoot, he drives back. It's just a long day for him, but I would love to keep him in the mix because I think he just does fantastic work. I've just got to figure out how to make all this work. But definitely hope that you're enjoying the video content. If you're not following me on YouTube, on the gram, trying to put out one new either post or video every day of the business week, so Monday through Friday. So if you enjoy those, definitely check them out. Again, if you could share them, that would be hugely, hugely helpful. But man, that's really it for today. I don't want to hit you guys with anything too deep, any deep thoughts or me waxing philosophical because... Look, I've got a really awesome show with Kim Shaper coming up here. If you haven't heard of her, if you train women, doesn't matter if you are a woman or not, that's irrelevant. If you train women, you need to listen to this show because she brings some great, great ideas to the table. So we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to jump into this awesome show with Kim. Hey friend, Mike Robertson here. And before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about something real quick. If you're listening to this show, you realize the power of coaches. Whether you're a trainer or coach yourself, or maybe an athlete who has worked with coaches in the past, you know just how hard it is to accomplish truly amazing feats when you're doing everything on your own. And I'm no different. In fact, I've come to the realization that I'm just not where I wanna be in certain areas of my life. And I've hired multiple coaches in 2020 to help me get to where I wanna go. So you're probably thinking, what the heck does this have to do with me? Great question. I'm looking to expand my coaching services in 2020, and if you're looking to take your health, physique, or performance to the next level, I'd love to work with you. I've got two primary training options if you'd be interested in working together. Number one is my private online coaching platform. In this program, you'll work with me directly to carve out a training program that is specific to your unique needs and goals. Every month, you'll get an updated workout to make sure the program is challenging, and we'll communicate back and forth to make sure your technique is on point and that you're making progress each and every month. A second option would be my annual training group. In this program, we go through four three-month phases of training, building the engine, leaning season, athletic domination, and stronger. 
But the cool part of this program is that it's more than just a training program. Every month, you'll not only get a new workout to follow, but we'll also have monthly challenges where we develop habits in regards to nutrition, recovery, and mindset to help ensure that next year is your best year ever. So if you're interested in online coaching, you can learn more at robertsontrainingsystems.com forward slash coaching. Or if you're interested in the annual training group, you can learn more at robertsontrainingsystems.com forward slash annual. And if you have any questions whatsoever, feel free, email me directly at mike at robertsontrainingsystems.com and I'll try to point you in the right direction. Regardless of which option you might choose, I'd love the chance to work with you next year and help make 2020 your best year ever. Kim Shaper is a speaker, holistic wellness coach, certified personal trainer, and women's hormone expert. With clients ranging from professional triathletes to busy lawyers and mompreneurs, she speaks to the successful woman who has built an incredible life for herself, yet suffers from stress, health, and hormone issues. When Kim's doctors told her to, quote, just drink more coffee to overcome her fatigue, Kim knew that there had to be another way and didn't rest until she found it. As a result of her expertise and customized coaching style, hundreds of women have brought their hormones back into balance, lost incredible amounts of weight, reclaimed the gift of a good night's sleep, and traded in their chronic stress for a regular state of relaxation. In this show, Kim and I talk about how her personal health struggles helped her become the coach that she is today how you should handle and train your women before and during their cycle, three of the major components or issues that women struggle with, and how she goes about slowing down some of her type A clients. This is an incredibly fun, informative, and engaging talk, and I really think you're going to enjoy it. But enough for me, let's do this. Kim, thanks so much for coming on the show here today. Really jazzed to chat with you and talk a little bit. Could you start by just telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. Your audience is fantastic to have you, and I'm just super grateful to be here. So thank, thank you. you. So um, yeah, my name's Kim Shaper. Um, I've been in the strength and conditioning field for probably 10 years now. Um, a big part of my mission lately has been diving more into um, health and wellness, specifically for females, and talking a ton around female performance, fat loss, and female hormones. Very cool. Very cool. And you said you've been doing this for like 10 years now, but like what got you started in working out just the whole world of physical preparation? Yeah, such a good question. So long story short, um, at 19, I'm 40 now at 19, I developed anorexia. And so I got down to about 75 pounds and I oh hold gosh. a good bit of, yeah, it's crazy. That's so, crazy. um, I help, I hold a good bit of muscle for my size. I'm five, four. And so 75 for me was not in a good spot, obviously. Right. And then, um, I honestly, I was in and out of seven different treatment centers over the course of my twenties and the, the following year actually. So at 21, I ended up gaining 110 pounds. And so for me, it was more of a mental thing. Cause I was petrified of being hungry. I think, cause I had starved myself for a while. Any inclination of it was hunger, you know, freaked me out. I'm like, sure. Oh my gosh, I have to eat. So even though I was obese for my size, psychologically, I was not in a good spot. And so over the course of my 20s, um, I was in and out of treatment centers for depression, eating disorder, anxiety. And then once I really started getting well in my early 30s, mid 30s, I thought I've got to do something with my struggles and my sufferings and really bring light to this situation. And so I made it my mission to turn my life around and really help people with what I had gone through. That That's so amazing. And 
like talk to me about those 10 years like what does your career path look like because I mean obviously you've got this amazing story that you've been through this personal history but like how did that pan out with regards to your actual career Sure. Such a good question. Again, when I was, again, like kind of on the other side of this, I always knew I wanted to help people. So I actually had two or three women come down in my basement. It was just framed. I mean, it was a, you know, POS, like there's nothing to it, not fancy at all, except for some random dumbbells. Right. And it was freezing down there. No, no heater in the middle of winter time. I charged them 10 bucks a piece and they just fell in love with it. And I nice. thought, okay, I've got to do something with this. So over time, I started increasing my prices a little bit. I got my gym finished and it was really therapeutic for not only my clients, but for myself just to have them come in the basement. And I, I had people coming in and out of my house. I swear people probably thought I was running something in my house, who knows what, but uh, <laughs> yeah, so that was cool to do that. And then after I trained in my home, I went to more of a gym-based atmosphere. And then once I was in the gym for a few years, of course, I loved my clients, but I know kind of deep down, I was missing the creative outlet that I love so much. And so I really thought, okay, I love the the gym, but out of the confines of these four walls, I know I'm meant to make a larger impact. So that's when I really started shifting my business online in 2015. And so over the last five years, I've really dove more into some of the fitness stuff. But now my my brand has you know, moved a little bit outside of that a little and transferred really more into female hormones and, um, and body image and all of that sort of thing. That's awesome. So talk to me about you know, as you're, you're starting to put all this into play and you're starting to formulate who you are and what you're all about, mm-hmm. talk to me about, was there like a specific day or a specific event where you were like, okay, like, this is what I want to do. Was like, there, was there mm-hmm. a, like that transitional moment or that point in time where you're just like, this is something like, I'm not doing what I need to be. I need to be doing this. Mm-hmm. Well, are you talking about in regards just to from like more of the fitness to the, some of the hormonal stuff? Absolutely. Or, Absolutely. Yeah. Because that's a big shift, right? Like it's one thing to just be in the gym and grinding away and doing the training thing. It's a different one to say, I'm going to totally, maybe not totally, but I'm going to shift my focus here and kind of rebrand myself and do this thing instead. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think for me, Mike, it was, you know, I would have to say that once I kind of overcame a lot of my eating disorder stuff, I I also started having a lot of hormonal issues. Like I was noticing, and at the time I didn't know it was hormonal. I was dealing with um, weight gain. I was dealing with a lot of bloating, major, major fatigue, um, insomnia. I wasn't getting my period. And so I, I noticed, okay, something just does not feel right. And so I went to an endocrinologist and they ran labs and they said, no, you're thyroid's fine, but I knew something was off. My gut just told me. So I went to other doctors and they kept saying, okay, well, you know, because you're gaining weight and because you feel tired, just drink more coffee or, you know, just, (laughs) yeah. Right. Awesome advice. I know. I know. I'm like, right. Okay. And so, and then, then one doctor said, well, let me just give you a prescription for Adderall. And so I thought, no way, something is off here. Right. And, um, then, you know, and then another one was like, okay, well, it's because you're eating too much. You just, need to exercise more, eat less. And so I tried that and it backfired, made it a lot worse. And so then I thought, okay, I've got to really kind of take my health into my own hands. And so that's when I started researching a ton and found a fantastic functional medicine doctor here in Atlanta and um, really just dove more into that. And she helped me understand a lot more around hormones and my thyroid and um, adrenal glands and and all of and our, our, the female, you know, how our nervous system works. And it was, it was great. It 
really helped me a ton. So that's when I really started to make that shift. No, that's just so interesting because I think a lot of times we can relate to that, right? Like we go to a doctor or we go to somebody that we consider to be a healthcare professional and like a lot of times it's not the first or second person we go to. It's like the fifth or sixth where it's like, okay, like this person is actually giving me something that I can work with. Like you, I mean, come on, coffee and Adderall. Like I just can't fathom a healthcare professional recommending that to somebody like you. Yes. Yes. And I, and that's when I knew something wasn't right. I'm like, okay, but you're not trying to understand why I'm tired. You're not trying to understand why I'm having these weight issues. Like, can we please look under the hood and see what's going on rather than just trying to throw, you know, medication on it or, and then I honestly too, Mike, I have a lot of women reach out to me and the, the doctors are quick to say, okay, well, we need to put you on birth control or we need to give you an antidepressant versus looking at the whole picture. Like, okay, how's your gut health? How's your stress? How's everything? So that's that plays a big part in it too. I love it. So I want to start with a topic that I'm pretty sure you're pretty famous for saying at this point, but please explain to me why women are not just, quote, little men. Oh, geez. <laughs> I don't even get me started on that. But <laughs> I love it. You though. know, Right, right. So, you know, I kind of coined that a while back ago. I know there's some other people that that talk about the same stuff, but it was when I was in um, cross country in college. And I noticed that we were training a lot like the guys and we would run, you know, the same amount of distance. I mean, sure, the guys were a little bit quicker, um, but we are lifting weights, obviously not the magnitude that they were, but our training schedule is very, very similar. And what I found was it, it made me question, okay, here we are training like the guys to a certain extent, they're killing it. They're, you know, their, their performance is, you know, off the charts and sure our females, the ladies on the team, they, we did really well the first part. And then as time went on, I noticed we started getting really, really tired. Hmm. And I mean, maybe TMI here, but when the cross country ladies, when we were all together, we were together all the time. And so I don't know if you have, um, you know, any, uh, girls or or whatnot, but we all started getting our period around the same time because we were together all the time. So I noticed, I'm like, okay, why are we so tired on, you know, a week later, two weeks later? And I really, again, started doing more research and I found, okay, well, you know, our physiological aspects of our body are totally different. And that's when I started thinking, okay, well, what's going on with our performance? You know, so we have, we have two parts of our cycle really. So we have our follicular phase and our luteal phase. And what I found based on the research that I read is that the first part of our cycle days one through 14, that's when women are most optimized. That's when we're going to feel our best. That's when we're going to have, you know, strength gains, performance gains. Then after that, like days, when we start to ovulate days 14 through 28, especially PMS, maybe five five to seven days before we start, we're going to start feeling really tired. We're going to have some crashes. We're going to, our progesterone's going to go up, which catabolizes our muscle a little bit more and our estrogen drops. And so there's all these different components going on that the men don't have to deal with. Yeah. And so I, I think it's, negligence on some some trainers that I've seen where the men are just crushing the women and even women that are in pre-menopause and menopause and they're like you just don't have the willpower and the ladies are like I'm just tired like I need a bit of a break and so you know I, I think over time it's made me realize that we we cannot train like men we we're not little men Right. I love that. And I'm going to jump ahead a little bit here because I wanted to talk about this later, but I think it fits really nicely right now. So 
like you just mentioned, there's obviously times when you're optimized to train hard, to train heavy, and there's other times of the month when you're not. So when you're working with a client or when you're coaching a client, how do you adjust their training schedule to work around that? Yeah, such a good question. So a lot of times I also go by the biofeedback based on how they feel because it's not so easy. And like you say, it depends, right? right? Everybody's so different. And sometimes it depends too, Mike, based on if they're on hormonal birth control, like if they or if they're taking hormone replacement, that can throw off some of their hormone levels too. Hmm. But what I have found is the again, first and foremost, just kind of gaining an insight of the the client's biofeedback, how they're feeling, most importantly, how they're sleeping, how their recovery is, how their nutrition is, how their stress levels are. But what I have found again is the first part of their cycle, they tend to do really well. And so that's typically when I might give them a little bit more load. I might have them do a couple more sessions of high intensity training. Um, They tend to be able to handle that stuff pretty effectively. That's what I would say I tend to do based on how my client's feeling. I gotcha. And you mentioned like if they're on birth control or HRT, that can change things. Like how so? Because this is not my area of expertise. So I'm Mm -hmm. genuinely interested. Like how, how does that change things? And then how would that maybe change what you have to do on your end? Sure. Good question. So with the HRT, so let's, let's start with HRT, for instance. So that stands for hormone replacement therapy. And I found like, it's very easy for women to hurry up and get on um, human growth hormone replacement. You have to be really, really careful because a lot of that stuff can be synthetic and it can Mm. not work well for your body. So first and foremost, if a client is going to get on bioidentical hormones, I highly suggest working with a bioidentical doctor, hormone specialist, because they can put you on bioidentical hormones based on what your body needs. Okay. Mm. Okay. Because if, if 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 a doctor or a prescriber is to give a client, say, too much progesterone, which had happened to me, I thought I was going crazy. (laughs) I thought, what is wrong with me? My husband was like, oh my gosh, Kim, like you're not right right now. (laughs) And and so, yeah. So first and foremost, HRT, I would definitely suggest if women are going through menopause or perimenopause, the, the top three hormones that tend to dip the quickest is progesterone, estrogen, and testosterone. So you typically see women going through perimenopause, menopause, pause, they start having a lot of mood swings. Mm. Their cycles become very irregular. Their hormone levels drop pretty significantly. And so even though a female again, perimenopause, menopause, they might show signs of estrogen dominance. So a little bit more um, weight gain, more dry vagina, um, that sort of thing, less of a sex drive. Um, So I would say that Again, looking at testosterone, estrogen, progesterone. And then for females who are in their 20s and 30s, the women in their 20s tend to do pretty fine with hormones. But in the 30s, things start to drop. And I would say, number one, Mike, women that I would say 99% of my clients struggle with low progesterone. Okay. And so if you, if you, uh, if women are dealing, so some of your audience, if they're dealing with massive anxiety, they're having obsessive compulsive thoughts, they have a hard time sleeping, or they even wake up between one and three in the morning, that's typically low signs of progesterone. Okay. And progesterone, believe it or not, what causes low progesterone is stress. And so we're stressed all the time. Right. And so what I've also found too is 
these doctors, if women's go to just their OBG and say, hey, all right, my hormones, quote unquote, feel off. It's usually one or the other. Okay, what are your symptoms? Well, I'm feeling depressed. I'm not getting my period. Okay, let's put you on a birth control pill. Okay, so or Mirena. And then the hormone pills usually are higher in estrogen, which women might notice they're holding a bit more water retention or they gained a little bit of weight when they're on the pill. Some are a little bit higher in progesterone. So again, with the follicular phase, days one through 14, and the um, luteal phase, 14 through 28, when we're in that luteal phase, our progesterone and estrogen drop pretty quick. So that, again, is going to throw off some of the hormone imbalances if you are on the pill because it's essentially going to try and mimic you getting a period, but you really don't. Hmm. I'm not sure if that fully makes sense and if that answered your question. No, I think so. I think so because, I mean – Look, I know the people that listen to this show and I know my audience and it's a good chunk of the audience is male. But Mm -hmm. as male trainers, we need to know what's going on with our female clients because Mm -hmm. in a lot of cases, that's at least 50% of the people we work with, if not more. Mm -hmm. So just starting to understand this and peel back these layers, I think is really helpful. One of the best things your the guys can do, if if a woman comes in super crabby or moody, you don't you just want to kind of say, hey, are you okay? I mean, they could even say, are you about to menstruate? Like, are you right. about to start your period? Because days five through seven before, we get super moody and we think the world is over. We <laughs> catastrophize everything, right? And then we start and we're like, okay, we're good now. Life is normal, right? So right. yeah. I can Mm -hmm. only imagine. So (laughs) yeah, the thing that I wanted to talk about next was, you know, the reasons that people would come to you, right? So I'm just really interested. What are some of the common issues that women would seek you out or they would ask you to, to coach them for? And maybe what leads them to this point? Is it a story similar to yours where they're like not getting the answers that they think they want? Or why do people want to work with you? Yeah. um, Thanks for asking. So I would say they're definitely symptomatic. So what I noticed, most of them come to me first and foremost, like I want to want to lose weight. And of course, we know it's more than just losing weight. It's a mindset piece behind all of that. But as we get into the nuts and bolts of it, they're dealing with a lot of bloating. They're dealing with a lot of indigestion, constipation, just major extension. And for women, being bloated is not fun. It makes us very self-conscious. They struggle with uh, weight gain. They're dealing with, uh, you know, they can't seem to drop fat no matter what they're doing, even if they're training in nutrition or on point. Um, Major, major fatigue. They have a hard time getting up in the morning. They just can't seem to function without coffee. Massive anxiety, just feeling on edge, kind of wired and tired. Right. uh, insomnia and definitely some depression. So I would say those are those are the the catalysts. And usually the women that come to me, they've tried who knows, like macros or exercise plans or, you know, whatever it may be, but they've realized, okay, there's more to the the puzzle than that. Something's not right. They know something's off. Yeah. That's interesting. And so new client comes to you and they Mm -hmm. say, Kim, I'm dealing with X, Y, and Z from there. What is your diagnostic process look like? Like, how do you start to figure out what's really going on and peeling back those layers? Because like you said, it's very clear. You're not just covering up symptoms. Mm-hmm. Right. Like right. you're trying to figure out root causes. So what does that process look like to kind of figure out what's going on with these ladies? 
Mm-hmm. Sure. Such a good question. And I think this is great for the guys too, that you have listening. I have found Mike by far, there's three main components that I have noticed women really struggle with, especially when all of these symptoms are coming on board. So if your guys are saying, gosh, you know, she can't lose weight or she's dealing with bloating or she's having all these mood swings. I found stress first and foremost is paramount. Like we, I mean, you know how much stress wrecks havoc on the body. Yeah. Um, but I have found there's been you know, three or four main components. Number one is a lot of women struggle with a compromised immune system. They might say, gosh, well, I'm dealing with, you know, swollen lymph nodes, or um, I just can't seem to catch a break. I'm getting sick all the time. Or they start a training program and then they they have to take a step back because they, they feel so exhausted. And what I have found, Mike, is a lot of those women deal with um, the compromised immune system due to an underlying infection. So mm. um, Epstein-Barr virus. So if someone has had mono in the past, even as a teenager. Sometimes it still carries over an Epstein-Barr virus. Lupus, Hashimoto's is a big one. Um, Number two is an overactive nervous system. So Mm. when they are in that constant state of high stress, their bodies can't seem to calm down. I see you smiling over that. You hear that a lot. I hear that a lot. (laughs) Yes, yes. And undernourished mitochondria. So they're just feeling super tired. They're just, they, you know, they feel really winded. They're exhausted. And then finally, an imbalanced gut flora. So, you know, they might think, oh, I'm just taking a probiotic and I'm fine. It's so much more than that. So, you know, you had asked about my diagnosis process. I kind of do an intake of all of those and ask some of those questions. And then I have extensive paperwork. I have them fill out, again, just asking questions ranging from nutritional habits, lifestyle, what's making them stressed. I can usually um, identify pretty quickly what's going on. I usually have two extremes. I have women that are okay, I just want to start my fitness. I'm ready to get off the couch and move. And right. other women that are very type A, very driven, that are on the other end of the spectrum doing way too much. And so there's there's that gray area. It's like we, yes. you know, we can be sick on either ends of the spectrum. And a lot of women don't realize that. That's so interesting. So now I've got to follow up to that because mm-hmm. the reason I'm smiling is because we get type A people right? Like you, I I think a lot of the people that come to us, they are like, they're compulsive. They want to succeed. They want to do more. How do you go about reining those people in? Because you know, as well as I do, like, if you can get them to calm down and chill out a little bit, you can make some massive progress. But how do you go about doing that? Oh my gosh, Mike, story of my life. (laughs) It's, it's hard because they're so set in their ways and they're petrified of slowing down. They really are. And I've noticed a lot of clients, they, they have a hard time being with themselves or they feel, you know, some of, some of it even, even resorts back to their childhood where they've been taught that if they sit down on the couch or they relax, that it's considered lazy, you know, or, or staying in perpetual motion creates a sense of chaos where that's what they know. They no chaos from a younger age. Uh, So that's a really good question. I would say it's a work in progress for every client. I think once they trust me and I gain their trust a bit more and we really peel back the onion on some of the the psychological aspects of what's going on, we can identify some of that stuff. But it's it's tough. But I think once they start seeing results that, oh, okay, I don't have to do as much and I actually feel better than you know, I think it can, can turn a little bit from there. Well, as a somewhat reformed type A personality, I can tell you (laughs) that like, for me personally, the meditation was just such a big thing. And Mm -hmm. like you said, learning to like be with myself, calm my thoughts, 
that has made such a huge impact for me because I was that same personality. Like if I'm not doing something, if I'm not switched on, like somebody else is getting ahead or I'm not making progress or I'm lazy, like all those things come into play. So I don't know, just for me personally, that made such a big impact and helped me kind of chill out and be just more present with everything that I've done. Right. Do you mind me asking what meditation you do? Do you use an app or do you kind of do your own thing? So I started with Headspace. Yeah. I I did that for a long time and just really enjoyed it, enjoyed the benefits. And then now I do more TM type stuff, Mm -hmm. transcendental meditation. So I went and Mm -hmm. did the whole four day thing and met with a coach. And I just figured if I'm going to invest in this, I'm going to invest in an actual coach because you and I talk about coaching (laughs) all the time. It makes sense that we have coaches. So yeah, Mm -hmm. so that's worked out really well for me. And I've seen an even greater benefit since I've started doing that. That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So circling back here. Mm -hmm. So you've done this intake, you've started to really pick out, okay, these are the things that I think are underlying issues with this client. Mm -hmm. How do you start to proceed with regards to interventions? And and keep in mind, I'm going to preface this by saying, I realize the answer is always, it depends, (laughs) but are there any like overarching themes with regards to your treatment process? Yeah, so I, I have a team on board. So I have um, my husband actually, who is a CSCS. He's been training for 25 years, and awesome. so I have him do a lot of the the intake around the fitness side. I have a registered dietitian on staff, so she oh, wow. covers a lot of the nutrition. I have a functional medicine doctor on staff who I love it. She'll run all of the lab work for me. Oh, cool. um, I know for some people it gets a little costly with lab work, but if if any of your listeners are you know trying to figure out how to test women's hormones and so forth. One of my favorites is the Dutch hormone test. Yeah. Women can, yeah, so they can get it online. They, they pee on these little pieces and they mail it in, test their cortisol, neurotransmitters, all of that good stuff. So I love it if they do that. If they can't afford it right off the bat, we can do labs a little later. But I have found when we, when we do the labs, especially around days 19 through 21, where the female cycle is most optimal for labs, um, we're able to get a, a better understanding of what's going on and we can fast forward the results a little bit quicker. So I would say, again, major the, the big intake that we do, um, I have them speak with my husband, our registered dietitian, the functional medicine doctor, and we all, it's like just a whole health approach. We yeah. just kind of tackle it from all, all angles. I love that. And mm-hmm. I, I just love hearing people that are talking about this holistic approach to mm-hmm. getting people to feel better. Because I think for so long, we've lived in these little silos of, oh, it's if you just do this workout, or if you just follow this nutrition plan, or oh, if you just sleep, or if you just do this thing for mindset, and like, no, like, it's all important. And so starting to make people aware of that. Now, that doesn't mean you throw all four of those levels at them at once. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially exactly. if it's it's your t- prototypical, I just want to get off the couch. You know, mm-hmm. you start with like the <laughs> lowest effective dose. But yeah, it's just so refreshing to hear that because that's the way I approach things. I always try and peel back the layers, but man, if you can hit it from all those different fronts over time, Mm -hmm. now you've got like this really comprehensive wellness program. And that's what I love. And that's what I became so passionate about because I want to save people time and energy and money rather than trying to piecemeal and go all over the place and trying to get doctors to communicate with each other. We know that doesn't happen. So it's so amazing to have my whole team on board and we all collaborate together. And we have, we have weekly meetings where we talk about each individual client, what they're struggling with, what we need to do to shift things. So to me, it's, it couldn't be better. The, the people are really covered. In yeah, all that's, areas. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And are you doing all of this online? Like, do people ever come to your house and hang out with you? Or is it literally <laughs> like 
four corners of the globe, people are working with you on this stuff. Four corners of the globe. I, everything cool. is online. Yes. That's cool. So we work with people in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, all over. That's awesome. And then mm-hmm. just now I'm just interested. So yeah. when you're when you're doing this, is there like an actual like live component like you and I are talking right now? Or is it all like email intake? Like how does that work? Sure. Um, we do live stuff. Absolutely. So we'll typically do Skype or I, I normally do Zoom. Yeah. Um, so we'll do Zoom calls once a week, two times a week, depending on how much they need and just the different services we offer. And then my my dietitian will speak to them. So they we my, uh, my dietitian will set up a nutrition plan, uh, usually over the phone, get an intake, create something for them, customize. Then my husband will get on the phone, write him a strength training protocol. And then my functional medicine doctor, what we typically do with that is, so if they're in the US, we're able to ship them kits um, yeah. or we're, we, ha- we uh, do a lab requisition for them. So all they have to do is go to a lab place near them, bring the script with them, they do it, then our doctor gets the results and then she calls goes over everything. She does Zoom sometimes too. And then typically I play the the role of a lot of just the mindset stuff, the accountability, making sure my team's on point, we're covering all facets. So that's typically how it works. Yeah. Email in, uh, you know, face-to-face over the computer, but not really in person anymore. Yeah. No, that's so cool. Mm -hmm. And what you literally just described is like, the high performance model, like what they use in like NBA teams and major league teams, like you are the conduit, right? Uh Like you're the head and you're talking, instead of talking to a head coach, you're talking to the end user and you've got your team underneath you and you're coordinating the efforts. It's very cool. Very interesting. I never even thought of that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, like the high performance model for your female clients. It's very cool. I like that. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) So big question time, Kim, Mm -hmm. if you could alter the space time continuum and give Mm -hmm. young Kim Shaper one piece of advice about training and or life, what would it be? I would say that it's okay to rest. I would say it's okay to slow down and that it's a journey and it's not a destination. Those are the biggest pieces. Yeah. No, I love it. And that slowing down, I think for a lot of us and probably even more so today is very, very difficult to do. So hard. I know. So much stimulation, so many things going on. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think if you can learn to to be comfortable, like you said, being still, being with yourself, it's a really valuable skill to pick up. It really is. Absolutely. Okay. So last but not least, we've got Mm -hmm. our lightning round. Four questions. Questions are pretty short, but your answer can be as long or as short as you'd like. All right. Got it. Yeah. All right. Number one, I know this one is always tough, but what's your career highlight so far as a coach or clinician? Oh, gosh. So this is a tough one. And I thought about this. It's there's not one answer. I wish right. I could give one answer, but I would say just the day in day out, the feedback I get via email, messenger, whatever, people saying, you know, you've changed my life, or people emailing me out of the blue saying, "Gosh, you know, you've helped me so much. You've really educated me in X, Y, and Z." Um, or I'll see people in person. Hey, are you Kim? And it's cool <laughs> to talk to them. Yes. So I would say I just I love so much that I'm helping people. That's that's what feels really good. Absolutely, and that might be your answer to this next question. So number two, Mm -hmm. what's the most rewarding part of your job on a day-to-day basis? Is it just those interactions and helping people and 
Yeah, absolutely. And seeing people feel better. I really think people don't realize how crappy they feel until they start feeling better. There's so many people out there, Mike, that are surviving and not really thriving. And they've been sick for so long and they feel like crap for so long. They just feel like that's how it's supposed to be. But it's not. And once we get a lot of their, say, if they have mineral deficiencies or, you know, vitamin D is really low in this country. I mean, there's a lot of things. So once we start optimizing their health, they're like, oh, Oh my gosh, this feels amazing. So that's yeah. fun to watch. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Okay, number three. If you could give every woman in the world one message, what would it be? Hands down, self trust. Okay. I think a lot of times we're very quick to ask everybody else for the answers rather than listening to our gut or asking for um, affirmations or validation. So trusting our gut, knowing if something's off or we don't feel right or we're not getting the answers that we want, really trusting our gut and going with that. I love it. I love it. Okay. Last but not least, number mm-hmm. four, what's next for Kim Shaper? What are you working on? What are you excited about? Anything. Yeah. Gosh, you know, so I finally got my husband on board with some of the online stuff. He's an introvert, big time. Okay, yeah. um, he helps He helps me with all the programming, but he does not like video. Right. So I got him to do this seven-day little free challenge with me. And so we're creating um, a program called Fit Formula. It, it covers nutrition and fitness, and it's an online community, and it's like a monthly membership. So awesome. that's fun to do together. And then just continue to – I'm huge with education, learning a bunch, just continuing to elevate – in that department so I can help more people and just kind of seeing how the chips fall. Yeah. Well, and I think it's very safe to say in your world, in my world, like things are are moving at such a rapid pace. Yes. We continue Mm -hmm. to learn more. We continue to grow and evolve. Like our industries are so small, Mm -hmm. you know, and so new when you think about Mm -hmm. it. So very cool. It's just awesome to hear somebody like yourself that's making such a positive impact. So Kim. Thank you so much. You too. Of course, Kim, you've been so great to chat with today. Where can my listeners find out more about you and what you have going on? Sure. So um, they can check me out. I have a website. It's www.kimshaper.com. They can find me on Instagram, kim.shaper. Um, I'm on Facebook, Kim Shaper. So that's where people can find me the most. Awesome. Well, I'll make sure I get all those links in the show notes. And again, just so great catching up with you today, Kim. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Mike, for having me. All right, my friend, that does it for this week's show with Kim. Sincerely hope you enjoyed it. She is just so enthusiastic, so full of energy. I really enjoyed catching up with her and definitely took some stuff away from our chat as well. I know I'm obviously not a female. I know a lot of my listeners are not females, but at that same time, many of us train women, whether it's our athletes, whether it's our gen pop clients, stay-at-home moms, doesn't matter. There's a lot of women that we coach and that we train, so a better understanding of what they go through and some of how these hormonal influences can impact their training, I think is hugely valuable for us to know. So if you enjoyed this week's show, I would truly appreciate it if you could share it with anybody and everybody who you think might benefit. doesn't matter whether it's social media, email, carrier pigeon, whatever works for you works for me. So my friend, that does it for this week's episode. As always, love and appreciate you. Thanks so much for your support, and we'll be back soon with our next episode. Take care.